Welcome to A Better Way podcast, dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another because together we can find a better way. Welcome back to another episode of A Better Way. Courtney and Danielle here. Hey, how are you guys? And we are doing a little bit of a catch-up episode. Um, it's midsummer, July, if you're listening to this live and uh, or in real time, I should say. And we are both pretty busy, have a lot going on in our businesses and our personal lives. So we figured we would take a break from interviewing and just give our listeners an update on what is going on in our business and businesses and what decisions we're making right now, what we're struggling with, what's going well, um, all of that, because our intention with this podcast has always been to be really authentic about uh, what it's like to start a business, especially as a mom. Yeah. And selfishly, Danielle and I, even though we've been texting, we haven't actually chatted live in like two weeks. So we need to update each other too. So, yeah. So this will be like news for each other and, and you guys. So we're excited. All right, let's dive in. So I can start. Yeah, go for it. I want to hear all the things. So it's so interesting. I just got back from a vacation and I firmly believe that family vacations are not vacations. They should be called something else. Um, because vacation, there was no part of it that was a vacation. Like it was more stressful than a regular week at home. Um, it was in a great location and I didn't have to do laundry or clean, uh, which was nice, but it, my kids, you know, we had our kids 24 seven for seven days straight. So that was a lot. Um, but that's okay. It was fun and we made memories and, you know, I just pray that my kids appreciate the things that we do for them uh, when they get older. (laughs) But, you know, and I, I think our listeners know Courtney, but, and of course, you know, but I haven't left my full-time job. And so I'm still working my full-time job, trying to get shaping young taste buds off the ground and, uh, and, you know, live my life and keep things afloat. So Um, so, okay. So I want to talk about two things in my life. One is, um, let's start personal first. So I think all moms go through this, but I, you know, two years out from having my son, I have been going through fertility treatments. I've been on and off hormones and all sorts of stuff. And, I just felt the most uncomfortable in a bathing suit on this trip than I have ever felt in my life. And part of it is like, you know, as much as I try to meal plan and, um, and be healthy, like I get busy, there's the weekends where I'm a little bit more lenient and, you know, we order pizza a lot and I just indulge and, 
I definitely lived a healthier lifestyle before kids. Um, so one of the things that I sort of, my husband sort of felt the same way. And so one of the things we said to each other when we got home was like, let's rein this in. <laughs> like We need to be healthier both for ourselves, for our kids. And, and just like, so like, it, it, I, I mean, I'm the type of person who truly believes our bodies, the, what we put into our bodies is like fuel and, and medicine. And when you put crap into your body, you feel like crap. So, um, one thing I would say in our, my personal life that's going on is we are trying to eat less meat. So we're cooking some being intentional about cooking some plant-based meals and we are, um, just trying to cook at home as much as possible so that we're not eating, you know, unhealthy foods from, the outside that we're, which we don't know what's in them. Right. Um, and I know Courtney, you're really good at this. So maybe you have some tips for me. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say this. Um, yes, my husband and I eat extremely healthy. I have, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. I think maybe I have, but I've had some type of like chronic Lyme or autoimmune issues. And I've worked for a long time with different nutritionists and functional um, nutritional therapists and have a very pretty strict diet. Um, and my husband has always eaten super healthy as well. So, I mean, when we say we indulge, it's people laugh at like what we say we're indulging on that said, I've been struggling with postpartum body image. I'm not losing, I'm not back to where I am when I had Declan now that I'm seven months postpartum with Bryant. And it's not anything that, well, other people tell me they can't see it, but I can see it. And I've had to like buy some new clothes and it's bothering me because I know my nutrition is there, but I'm also realizing that my intention behind, like I used to be the person who would eat breakfast within like an hour of working out. And now like I will eat breakfast at like noon and I will have been up since five and did a workout. And so I'm not taking care of my body in other ways, even though the food I'm putting in it, in it is good. I'm not fueling it the right times. I'm not feeling it with sleep. And I've been noticing that when I don't sleep is when I feel most uncomfortable in my clothes. Like it's like inflammation and swelling and, um, bloating. And it's just interesting that you're bringing this up because I am actually going on vacation next week and I'm cringing about being in a bathing suit too, for all the same yet different reasons as you. But my only advice right now, since I'm going through a similar season is exactly what you said, focus on feeling good. Cause when you feel your body with good food, it feels better and it reinforces that positive habit. Um, and it also helps your mood. And then the other thing I was going to say is sleep. I feel like we're both sleep deprived mm -hmm. <laughs> often. And I feel like I can now notice that I make poor decisions when it comes to foods, exercise, mm -hmm. Um, how I treat other people, how I treat myself when I don't get enough sleep. And I don't think I've ever realized that until having the second kid, it's really brought that fact home for me. So I say go to bed mm -hmm. earlier. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, I think the summer too, I think you get off of your routine mm -hmm. a little bit. And so, because you're, you know, you think to yourself, it's the summer plus we're all coming off of like being cooped up from COVID. Exactly. So I think everyone's going a little crazy, but, um, but yeah, I just, I need to get back into a better routine and, and so do our kids, right? Like, I mean, you've got a baby, which is different because they have their own sort of 
way that they live their lives. Um, but for, you know, toddlers and kids, like, I, you know, I got into an argument with my two-year-old the other day because he wanted a snack and I said, it's not snack time. But then I realized like, he doesn't know that there's no set snack time. Like I have not set good expectations for him in creating like a routine. So for the summer, right? Like during the school year, they have a routine, they have a snack Mm -hmm. time. It's the same time every day. And I need to sort of model some of that at home Mm -hmm. for the summer, because I think, I think our family is lacking that a little bit. It's so true. And I feel like with kids too, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile, especially with the eating. So Declan's usually a pretty good eater. And then we've been up at my mom's house in Maine a lot. And he has older cousins who can make their own food choices and rightfully so, but he is exposed to a lot of foods he would never have at our house. And so last weekend I went up with just the boys for the weekend and, um, I came out of the room with Bryant and Declan is sitting. My mom, by the way, has a brand new kitchen and she like opened up her hole like upstairs. So Danielle's been to my mom's oh, house nice. in before. So she's got this beautiful like breakfast bar and he's just sitting there with two very sugary cereal boxes on the table, arms deep in both of them, pulling handfuls out and shoving it in his mouth. And we had to hide the cereal on him that weekend. And again, this weekend, because he had one taste and it's like, he just could not get enough. And it took us a whole week to get us back him back to eating vegetables. And it was both horrifying, but also a really good reminder to me of like, okay, this is like everything in moderation. We don't say no to those things. Like we'll take him out for ice cream and stuff, but mm-hmm. when he has access to that, that's all he wants. He forgets that vegetables taste good. He forgets that he likes chicken and mm-hmm. fish. And it is just really crazy how habits can affect them so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, story, I'm like nodding and sort of smirking because, you know, we have an eight-year-old who is my stepson who spends time at my house and his mom's and there's different food at both both houses and um, different rules and things like that. And I think my son was exposed to a lot more than he would have been exposed to if he didn't have an eight-year-old brother. But, you know, it is what it is. For instance, ketchup, like I'm like, I have this like about ketchup because it has so much sugar in it, but I buy the ketchup from Primal Kitchen that has I no sugar. I was just going to say, you have to get that. It's just sweetened with balsamic yeah. vinegar. It's so good if you haven't tried it, listener. Like that's what we use too. Yes. I buy it in like bulk from Thrive Market. And because our eight-year-old is obsessed with ketchup, that he eats ketchup on everything. He'll put ketchup on his pizza. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? I never restricted it from our two-year-old and I, I feel like he sort of just doesn't really care for it. He calls it dip. And sometimes he wants it when he sees it on his brother's plate, but he doesn't really, he won't really use it very much. So you got to just let things slide sometimes, which is part of being a mom. We use the primal kitchen ketchup, but we also use their salad dressings because I'm really big about like I'll like cook all my own food. We don't eat out that much, but like, I just don't have the patience to make my own salad dressings. Like that's one of those things. Just give me a bottle of it and I'm good. Mm-hmm. And that is one way we get Declan to eat a lot of his vegetables. Cause it's such good ingredients in that, that we put that as a dip on the side of his plate a lot of nights so that he'll mm. dip his chicken and his veggies in it. But um, well, that's a good idea. I've never thought to really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I actually made a Tuscan chickpea salad 
um, on Sunday and I made four portions of it and I made my own salad dressing for it, which turned out really good. So that sounds delicious. Sort of impressed with myself. You're going to have to send me the recipe. Yeah, I will. will. You should put that recipe up on your shaping young taste bud stuff for everybody, which by the way, how's business going? Yeah. All the craziness business stuff, work is busy. Like my, you know, my work, I call it my job that pays me. Um, and then, you know, shaping young taste buds is still in the place where trying to figure out what's going to work. Right. Um, I've definitely changed things up a bit. I've stopped. Um, so for listeners who haven't listened to previous episodes, I have a health coaching business for busy moms who have picky eaters um, to help them have less stressful meal times with their kids. Uh, and it's called shaping young taste buds. That's my handle basically everywhere. And my email, um, my web address. So, you know, I've been offering one-on-one coaching. I, you know, I'm not making a lot of progress on making money, which stinks, but I mean, thankfully I have a full-time job that's lucrative, right? Like, and, and it helps me survive. Um, so I'm not like counting on this for my family to feed, which is great. Um, but I will say, like, I feel like I've learned a lot and I've changed a lot and I've realized mistakes that I've made and pivoted. Um, so like, for instance, when I first started, I said, my message was like, build healthy habits for your family. It's like, cool. Like no one cares. I mean, people care. They think they like that in theory, but they don't understand how that's going to translate, how that's going to benefit to them and provide value to them in their daily lives. And so, um, thankfully or not, thankfully Logan, you know, our two-year-old became really picky and he, um, and I just became obsessed with that and wanting to help other moms who go through it, because I think it's one of the most frustrating things I've ever dealt with in my life. Um, and so, you know, narrowed down my messaging to helping busy moms with picky eaters have less stressful meal times. So, you know, that's been a big gain, I think for myself. Right. And really? I've, I've put myself out there a lot more, right? Like I was so afraid to talk about my offer and was, and still do rely heavily on providing content that's valuable, like recipes and tips and things like that. Um, but I'm asking more, I'm telling, I'm trying to talk about the value of, you know, my coaching and my course more. Um, I've got, you know, a new client that we were talking about, um, who is local and Courtney has been telling me to focus on local for a while. Um, but that's great. And one of the things I've done in the last month that I think is really helping is I've not, um, given up on, on Instagram or anything, but I'm trying to like rely. I'm putting less time into Instagram because I'm realizing that it's not actually like bringing me that many results. Like, yes, I'm gaining followers and that's great, but like, that's not really translating into anything right now. And what I'd love to do is, um, find more people who are interested in what I have to offer, not just like free recipes. Right. And so, um, I'm focusing some, you know, 
taking some energy that I had on Instagram and I'm focusing it on Pinterest. Um, both Courtney and I took uh, a previous guests Pinterest course, which was great and easy and like so quick to take. Um, so go back to that episode if you haven't listened to it and taking her course. Um, it's super affordable. It's under $50 and you will learn the basics of Pinterest. Like if you feel like Pinterest is this world that you don't understand, take the course because you'll understand it after you do. Um, and so that's been great. And I've had, you know, I'm up like 600% in engagement in my posts, in my pins, and um, I'm linking back to both my website and Pinterest and, I mean, uh, sorry, and Instagram because I have a lot of great content on Instagram. So I've been focusing on that, which is nice. And yeah, just, I don't know. I'm trying to celebrate. And then I have the course coming up, Mm -hmm. which um, I'm teaching live this time. Uh, and you know, I've got two students signed up for that and just framing my mind, not, I, I, and I truly feel this way. Like, yes, it's a little bit frustrating. I'd like to have more people, but I'm also like, wow, like two people feel like this is going to be valuable information for them and have signed up. And I'm focusing on that and putting my energy into that thought instead of saying like only two people have signed up. So an interesting thing, I was listening to a podcast. It was actually the boss mom, was it the boss mom's podcast or was it the refreshed mom's podcast? I think it was the refreshed mom's podcast who actually we have Deanna Mason who hosts that podcast. She's on our show. Um, You will have listened to her episode by the time you hear this one. But anyways, if you check out her podcast, she has an interview with um, a woman she works with, the boss mom, I think Deanna Malstaff and long story short, Dana talks about how people don't celebrate when they have just like one client or one customer. But if you think about it in the flip side, like, okay, you're a business owner and you're a mom. When you get pregnant, people are like, oh, congrats. And they expect you to only have one and you celebrate making one baby. Your body makes one baby. Anything beyond that is like bonus. And it's like a surprise, but like (laughs) society normalizes that it's okay to have one baby at a time. It's kind of the same thing with a sale or a client or a customer, yet we haven't normalized that. In business, we think that one sale is not enough, two sales not enough. We need 200, but that's not true. Every single sale was built on the sale before it. And so the fact that you have two is huge. You have twins. Basically, you're birthing twins right now. I love that. I love that thought. Um, I don't know if that resonates with anybody else, but I was like, damn right. Birthing one child was hard enough. If you got two sales, you're on a roll. Yes. And, um, and the thing is, yes, I totally feel that way. And I never would have felt that way if I weren't like listening to podcasts like that. I did not listen to that specific episode, but I've heard this before. Um, I heard it on clubhouse. Actually, I was taking a walk and I was listening to clubhouse and some woman got her chance to talk. And she said, you know, I started this new program and I only have one person. And he was like, whoa, you need to reframe that. Like you, you are lucky to have one person. Like you are, you should be happy to have one person because if you look at it, his point was like, if you go into the course and you think to yourself, like, I only have two people and you don't, and that's your attitude and you're not happy about it. You're going to, that's going to be the energy you put into the course when you put it on. Right. Right. But if you go into the course and you're like, I am so excited that two people 
joined, like this is amazing. People are going to feel that energy and they're going to get more out of the course. And in turn, you're going to get more positive results down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do feel that way. And, and, um, you know, obviously it's frustrating because I'd like to, for this to replace my income that I have now and for me to, you know, focus on this full time, but that's just not the reality right now. And I'm trying to focus really hard on what's working and and not what's not working. Well, I'm excited for you. Thanks. I feel like we need a little celebration because I think that's amazing. And think about how much you've accomplished just to get to the point to getting those two that you didn't think you could do before. Like just having to talk about the offers, like a huge overcoming that has been huge. So I think it's amazing. Yeah, no, it is good. It is good. And it'll all sort of work out the way it works out, but I'm excited. Yay. Um, so what's going on for you? Tell me so what's going on in your business. I told Danielle, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of in like a low mood today. I tend to get in these moods where it's like, I just need to go, go, go and get things done. And I continuously take on too much <laughs> and I have you don't say. aspirations and I'm just in one of those modes where it's been weeks and weeks of feeling like I need to catch up and I'm just realizing I'm never going to get caught up. And my husband's told me that a million times in the 11 years we've been together. And at some point I need to start listening to him, but let's see, personally, things are good. Um, I was chatting with Danielle a few weeks ago, and I I feel like I haven't shared this much on the podcast, but I'm going to, because I think there's moms out there that can relate. I, after my first son developed some type of either, it was either chronic Lyme or autoimmune, and it's never been fully diagnosed. I did get diagnosed with chronic Lyme, but I feel like I've since overcome it. And then they said that I was having some type of autoimmune activity. And so I had met with lots of doctors and nutritionists and, um, integrative doctors and naturopaths and therapists and things over the last few years. And thankfully I started to feel better when I was pregnant with Bryant baby number two. And I've generally felt pretty good since, although about a month and a half ago, I started to have some like signs and symptoms of it coming back and coming back in slightly different form. Um, I do have a history of autoimmune disease, um, on my dad's side. And thankfully, um, through, the partnership of my functional nutritionist who I love and some really good supplementation and, um, kind of mindset shifts that she's had me make. I have been doing really good the last like three to four weeks and keeping it at bay. I have not been doing a good job taking care of myself. I would say emotionally, mentally, or sleep wise. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like I have overloaded myself to the point where I'm just not getting enough sleep and I'm never having any downtime ever. And I need that. And so I'm trying really hard to reshift my days so that I'm waking up earlier, going to bed earlier, but I'm also stopping work at like five or six, which is really hard for me to do. And that's something I said I was going to do when I started running my own business, but there's always more to be done and there's always more you want to do. And so I have not held myself to that. So Right now I'm in a season of a little bit of overwhelm, mostly because things are going really good business-wise, but realizing that it's not sustainable and that it's like this hamster wheel that I need to get off of. And how do I do that without letting someone else down or myself? So I'm currently working through that. If anyone listening has any suggestions, feel free to shoot me a note. Um, But yeah, so that's where I'm at personally. The boys are great. Um, Although I will say like 
three-year-olds are three-nagers. I mean, toddlers are harder than infants. I'm just, that is an interesting journey we're on right now. Um, They're the worst. Yeah. They're the worst. There needs to be a school for toddlers. It's like a boarding school. They go, they come back, normal humans. Yeah. In like a year. So he'll be- Come home on the weekends. Declan, my three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old, will be so cute. Sometimes, like, when he's good, he's really good. Like, this morning, all he wanted to do is give me hugs and kisses. And he's like, Mommy, you're the best. Mommy, I love you. He's going to school. And he's like, I can't I can't leave until I give you another hug and kiss. And he'll be like, you look so pretty. Or, oh, you're so nice. And, like, buttering me up, right? Really kind. And then I'll pick him up from school today, and it will be like I'm picking up the devil. Nothing will make him happy. I just want to eat something. I just want to watch something, but I don't want that snack. Like it's funny you mentioned the snack time thing. He'll be like, I want something crunchy and yummy. And I'm like, since when do you define what textures and like, and he'll be like, I want something sweet. And I'm like, well, you could have an apple. You're not having like your third bar for today. So they're just, they're asserting their independence and Mm -hmm. they don't take no for an answer and they don't care about anyone else's feelings. (laughs) Um, and they're manipulative. And so while I say everything is going well, I mean, going well within the realm of if you have a three-year-old or you have had a three-year-old or a toddler of any kind, you know what I mean when I say things are going well, we're all alive. Yes. (laughs) We're all alive right now. Pretty funny story about them, like being great. Like this is this, I feel like this describes a toddler perfectly. The other day I said, oh, we need to change your diaper. It was first thing in the morning, right? So it's like a super pee-filled diaper, like huge. And he looks at me, lays down. The minute I get his diaper off, he has an absolute meltdown. Does not want the new diaper, wants the old diaper back yes. on. And I'm not kidding. He cried for five minutes, begging me to put the diaper back on. And you know what? I said, fine. You want to sit in a pee diaper? I don't care. I put his, I literally unrolled his pee diaper and I put it back on him. Yeah. Godspeed. The things I threaten him with, cause I think they're going to work. And I like, sometimes I listen to myself and I'm like, who have I become? Or I'll be nagging him so much. Cause he's not listening. I'll be like, I'm sick of hearing myself. So of course you're sick of hearing me. You want to hear a funny story about like toddlers, like demanding things too. So when we go, I go up to my mom's house in Maine a lot um, on like Thursday nights and spend like long weekends there. So I'll drive when the kids are in their pajamas. And if it's just me and like, so that they'll fall asleep on the way up and there's less traffic. Um, so if it's just me or me and Josh, oftentimes we'll stop at Starbucks and get a coffee for the ride, which I know is really bad because we're drinking coffee at like seven, but I can go to bed at nine, even if I have a full coffee at seven. So I usually stopping a nice coffee and I'd gotten into this really bad habit during the pandemic that if we got coffees at Starbucks, which we did not do often, I would get Declan a cake pop. I've never had a cake pop in my like life from Starbucks, but I would get him one and he loved them. But after like getting them a few times, I was like, we can't get a cake pop every time we go to Starbucks. So instead we get him one of those perfect bars. It's like the protein bar type thing, but it's kind of yummy, still not the best, but it's slightly better. So a few times this summer we have like, I picked him up from school and we've gotten to get our Starbucks and then we go up to Maine. So now yesterday I pick him up from school and he's like, I want Starbucks. 
my, and he throws a fit. So now every day I, I get him from school, he's like, no, 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 we need to go to Starbucks to get something yummy before we go home. And he knows what the Starbucks app is on my phone. I am horrified. I am like creating this little monster, but like what kid is like, we need to go to Starbucks for mommy's coffee in my bar every day. That's what he's doing. That's hilarious. They, yeah. yeah. They're, they're like little monsters. And there's but, times yeah. where I'm like, I could really use an iced coffee from Starbucks, but I'm not going to do it because, um, <laughs> I, I need to set an example for him and he can't have a bar today. But anyways, um, mom life, I'm sure we all have funny stories. I'm sure there's even funnier stories yeah. than that, but that's what I can think of right now in this sleep deprived brain of mine. Um, wait, can we talk about business stuff for a second? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, my business or your business? No, yours, because you mentioned, you said you're really busy and does anyone have any tips? So I just wanted you to dive a little bit deeper. Into yeah, that. I do. I want to actually like throw this out to our listeners too, because it's a great that work is busy. So just to give you guys an update on where I'm at since the last time I've kind of talked about my business. So I specialize in brand strategy and copywriting. And as I started working with my clients, I was, a lot of clients would come to me and be like, Hey, I need help with my social media. And I'd be like, well, do you really want more? Like, they'd be like, I want to hit 10,000 followers. And I'm like, well, do you want to hit 10,000 followers or do you want more sales? Like going back to what you were just saying, like, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, sure. Have a presence on Instagram, but are you building a business or are you building an Instagram account? Which one is it? And so through chatting with them, I would not only develop their brand strategy and then I would help them with content planning, but then I was helping them with uh, holistic marketing strategies too. Like, okay, sure. You need a presence on Instagram, but you also need to be leveraging other people's channels, i.e. podcasts or media outlets. You need to have some type of email communications and building your list. You need to have a solid web presence. You need to have ways of networking and growing connections, um, attending events, partnerships, collaborations. So I would go off and build those plans for people. But then what I was finding is that it's like, okay, great. I hired you to do my brand strategy and I hired you to do my marketing plan and you can help me with copywriting, but who can do all of these things that are in your marketing plan? And it doesn't make sense to send someone, especially a small business owner out to seven other people to hire, to execute your strategy. One of the reasons that doesn't make sense is like cost and time. The other reason is strategy is not static. It's evolving. So like you try things and then you shift the strategy slightly. So I thought it would be genius and it has been because my clients need it is to build like a mini agency model. So I have started actually bringing people on to my team in contractor roles to help execute the plans that I've built for my clients um, because I'm really operating at a more strategic level. The problem with that is I'm now operating at a strategic level and a very tactical and implementation level. It's really hard to break out of both. And so I feel like I'm being pulled back into the type of work that I can do and I'm good at, but isn't necessarily where my passion or my value lies. And so I've connected with and brought on some amazing teammates who are doing great work for my clients, but I have not found the model or the rhythm that is going to allow me to build the business and the lifestyle I want at the same time. Yes. I'm taking on more clients. Yes. Like revenues growing great, but if I can't enjoy my days and if it's taking me away from my boys, that's actually the opposite of what I wanted to build this business for. And so now I'm kind of in that realignment mode of, I see an opportunity in the marketplace. I see that I can fill it, but how can I fill that and have the life that I want? And that mm -hmm. is the big question mark. And that's what I'm mm. struggling with because I often feel too, that like, I keep saying, if I can just like get upstairs to bed by eight, I'll journal for an hour and meditate and then go to bed and I'll feel better. Like I'll create, if I can start creating space every day for me to think and process and not just do, 
I can work through this. And I realized that like that time is never happening, especially as a mm-hmm. mom, like it, it, that is what you prioritize last and you can't get everything done every day. So that is never getting done. Um, I did actually reach out to, um, someone who may help kind of like coach me through this. Cause I'm a big believer in hiring help, not just people who are further down the road than you, but people who can just give you outside perspective. Cause I feel a little too close to it right now. Um, And so I actually had a call about that this morning. And I think that I'm going to be partnering with her just to help get some clarity and to hold me accountable to work on what I want to build in my business, just as much as what my clients want to build, because I have not held those boundaries. And I think the biggest takeaway from this is like, okay, the work I did in agency life and corporate life, I hated and uh, hated in that I was doing it in someone else's container. I've taken some of those bad habits that I realized I was in control of all along back over to the entrepreneurship side in terms of not setting boundaries and not knowing it's okay to just stop as a, like I can give 75% instead of 150% and it'll still be good. I still have not learned that. So these lessons keep coming back to me and I'm not sure how to learn them. So mm-hmm. I'm struggling there. I'm struggling because it's like, I know what I need to do, but I just can't, I physically and mentally just can't will myself to do it. it. It's just not how I'm programmed. And so I don't know if anyone has any insight on that or if they can relate. Um, it is just interesting how the universe just keeps like spitting lessons back in your face. And it's like, you haven't learned it yet. This is just a reminder. You haven't mastered it. You haven't mastered it. Keep going. Um, that's kind of how I feel right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to learn that lesson. Um, specific, and I'm specifically talking about knowing that 75% is good enough, right? Like, and I don't, it's hard because it sounds really bad, right? Like, it's like, what do you mean? I'm supposed to give 100% in everything I do. But no, you're supposed to, you have 100%, you have a pie, right? right? And you need to give to yourself first so that you can give to other people. Right. And I think that that's a really hard thing to learn that somehow I've figured out, like, I don't know for what, it's not even that I figured it out. It's actually like pretty easy for me. Like, I just don't care. Like, I'm just like, sorry. Like I, I have, you know, I just don't, have the bandwidth to think about that or do that or whatever. And that stinks sometimes because it's, you know, not what somebody wants to hear, but yeah, I don't know. And and I'm not, I mean, listen, I take on things I probably shouldn't take on, but so it definitely happens to me sometimes, but I think from a, on a day-to-day, like from a global perspective, I'm actually pretty good at, at that, but, but I, you know, I think one of the things that I also think you're not giving yourself credit for is because when I say, I think I'm good at that, right. So I've been wanting to work out more and Kyle and I wanted to take tennis lessons. Right. So. Oh, so fun. We're preparing for retirement. Yes. And, um, really, we just wanted something that we could do together that wasn't like watching TV or taking care of our kids. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, so I take time off to work. Like I prioritize when I think about my day, I say like, when can I work out? And I make sure that I prioritize that. 
Um, or I, you know, when the tennis pro said he could do Tuesdays at 11, like that's kind of in the middle of my work day, but like I can work around that. And I'm, I'm not, you know, not willing to say no to that just because it's at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. Right. I say Mm -hmm. yes. And I just figure it out. And I do think that you, I mean, you obviously, you prioritize time to work out, you prioritize time to cook and eat healthy meals. Right. Like, I don't know. I do think obviously not enough. You put too much on your plate. That's more your. Yes. Yeah. I'm really, I've great like willpower and I'm really good at getting things done. It's that I always put too many things to get done on the plate. Cause you're right. Like I will always prioritize working out. That's like a, just a habit that's instilled in me. It's a non-negotiable same with the healthy eating. It's just a reflex at this point. Um, making time to just be and think is not a reflex. It's seems counterintuitive, even though I know I need it, you know, though, something that Josh has been having me try to do, and it has helped a little bit is like, instead of my to-do list at the end of the day, it's like, I got done list seeing all the stuff I did accomplish because even if I didn't accomplish everything I wanted to, I did accomplish a lot. And my concern is always like showing up to a client meeting and not being able to say, I've checked all the boxes. And it's like, it's okay to not have checked all the boxes, but to say, I've gotten these boxes checked and this is what I'll work on next. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, it, it sounds simple now that is like very difficult for me, but, um, I think that that is definitely something I need to lean into more. The other thing, just work related, I wanted to share. I was chatting about this with someone yesterday is, Danielle and I use the term mompreneur when we talk about our podcast. And it's funny because when we both started a better way, we we're like, mompreneur, like it doesn't, it sounds a little cheesy, but we don't know what else to say. Like mom boss doesn't really resonate with us either. And I think I've finally come to term with the term mompreneur. So I've been on a lot of meetings the last few weeks where it's a lot of moms and then like one or two men. And the moms always have the kids at home with them, the men don't always, sometimes they do. I don't want to be too much of a generalist, but I realized that the mom, the term mompreneur is so true for where I'm at in this stage of life, because I can never take either hat off. I'm thinking about both all the time and Mm -hmm. they can never be independent of one another. They're always intertwined. I can never just be the entrepreneur and just be the mom. It is literally a constant both times. So where I used to hate that word and it was a little like cringy for me, um, I'm now realizing I know why we use it and I know why other people use it because it is the only thing I can think of to describe what we live through every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just and an I think you, no, I, I think that makes perfect sense. It, it is, it, they're super intertwined and they'll never be separate and it's just the way it is. It's, and even if you're not a mom, if you have a a job or a passion that you give a lot to, it's always going to be intertwined with your personal life, right? Like, I think in American culture, we're taught for everything to be very separate, but that's Mm -hmm. not reality. Like, that's just not the way things work. Um, So I think that that's a really important point, not only for mom entrepreneurs, but for anyone who works and has a personal life. It's so true. Um, Yeah. Or even just a passion. Like you don't have to get paid for whatever you do that is important to you. But, um, and if that's your life, I mean, that sounds great. I know. 
<laughs> That's who our next interview guest should be. How did you do that? <laughs> um, but one other thing you said is like, you don't have to come to every meeting with the boxes checked. And I would even go a step further and say like, you're human and sometimes things will fall through the cracks. And it happens for me all the time. And I used to be the type of person that had like severe anxiety and was like, oh my God, I can't make a mistake. Like I can never make a mistake. How could, like, that'll be the worst thing that ever happens. And now not, be, not on purpose because I'm a mom and I'm busy and I'm thinking a million things like things fall through the cracks and I make mistakes. And the one thing I don't do is try to cover it up. I just, yeah. I'm just really honest with about it. I'll come to a meeting and I'll say, I realize I was supposed to prepare for this meeting. That is totally my bad. I didn't get to read what you sent beforehand. Like, please get me up to speed. And, and yeah, that's an, I'm sure that's annoying for others sometimes. And, but for me, it's like how I'm surviving, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm in, in my mind, I'm doing the best I can. So that's how I sleep at night. You know, it's not like I'm letting things fall through the cracks on purpose. Right. But sometimes things fall through the cracks and I just own up to it. I'm just like, sorry, life's crazy. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. I, I like that. Like, yes, doing the best that you can. Cause also that's going to be different every day. Some days you can yes. do better than other days. Do you know too, I find myself, um, I know we only have a few minutes left, but one of the things I wanted to like admit to is like, if something does slip through the cracks and admittedly, it'll probably slip through on the personal side before it does on the professional side, just the way that I'm wired. Like I might forget like to pay like the summer tuition bill for summer school or something. And I'll get a second reminder and be like, ah, but I find that I make a bigger deal of it than it needs to be. Cause I think I, sometimes I think I should care more. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, whatever. But then I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I dropped the ball. So like, I'll make a bigger deal of it with my husband. And then I'll be like, but wait, it didn't really I didn't think it was that big of a deal. It didn't warrant that big of a deal. Why am I making such a big deal of it? So I think also sometimes um, we can like make a mountain out of a molehill ourselves just because we think ex- people expect us to and everyone else is like, they're too busy about worrying about their to-do list to care about our to-do list that they don't really care. So um, yeah, just an aside, but I feel like a lot of what I just chatted about are themes that we've talked about in past episodes, but they just come back to like bite me in the butt in a different form week after week. So yeah, I'll give you another update in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll do a fall. We'll do a fall update and see where we're yeah. at then. Um, yeah. But I'm so excited for your course and I can't wait for us to continue to share with listeners how that's going. Um, and if folks have any suggestions based on what either myself or Danielle shared, definitely connect with us. I think, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, Danielle, but that's like my favorite part of this podcast is getting to listen, getting to know and listen to stories from all the other mompreneurs out there. Um, so don't be shy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more information from today's chat, including how to reach us, head on over to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the exciting episodes to come. And please, if you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review. 
It's how we can help other busy moms find their better way. Until next time, mom friends.